This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey, and this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Rhode Island discussing a murder at an amusement park. Then we'll talk about one of the state's most infamous mysteries. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the ocean state. Rocky Point Park was an amusement park on the Narragansett Bay Shore of Warwick, Rhode Island. It operated from the late 1840s until it closed in 1995. It was once the largest attraction in Long Island. From the 1950s through the mid-1990s, Rocky Point Park was one of the most popular attractions in Rhode Island. It featured the Skyliner, Corkscrew Loop Roller Coaster, Log Flume, and the Freefall, which fell 13 stories at 55 miles an hour. It also featured the Shore Diner Hall, Famous for its clam cakes, steamers, lobsters, and Manhattan-style clam chowder, and seated over 4,000 guests at a time. Later, Rocky Point's locally famous logo of a lobster tipping his hat was used in the park's advertising in TV commercials and in print. The park's 1963 Castle of Terror Dark Ride, later renamed House of Horrors in the 70s, was one of its most popular rides and lives on in social media history. There was a ballroom slash venue where musicians like Janis Joplin, ACDC, Ario Speedwagon, Jane's Addiction, The Ramones, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam, and the Pixies played, just to name a few. But in 1893, it was just up and coming. There were a few rides here and there, a carousel, a ferris wheel, one of the only places in New England that baseball players could play a game on Sundays. People flocked to Rocky Point Amusement Park to escape their everyday lives. It was a way for them to have some fun, let loose, at least for a little while. But on one hot summer day in August, the park would be forever changed. Frank Sheffield worked as the principal of a local elementary school. He and his wife were ecstatic when they found out that she was pregnant with their first child. Everything seemed to be going their way. Then Frank was injured while ringing the school's bell in a freak accident. What kind of freak accident would that be? It was a head injury. So I don't oh know my he, gosh. How big dinged, was this? I mean, it's a school bell. bell. I mean, yeah. I mean, he dinged his head. Maybe it. His medical team worked hard to get him back to his old self. Oh my gosh. Before the baby was born. They did accomplish their goal, but Frank was a different man. Then he lost his job. Shortly after that, Margaret, affectionately called Maggie, was born. But a week later, her mother would die from complications related to birth. Oh my gosh. This left Frank and Maggie on their own. 
which led to a further mental deterioration of Frank. On several occasions, he told his doctor that he was going to murder his little girl. Oh my gosh. This head injury had completely changed his personality. He was depressed from losing his wife, his job, and now he had this newborn baby. That's, I mean, that is a lot. It's a lot. And add a traumatic brain injury yeah, on top of that. Real. And it's the 1800s, so it's not like they What did had, they do? Give you cocaine for that? They gave him cocaine for that. You see. <laughs> There's just, what else do you do? The doctor, who was trying to help deal with Frank's mental illness, prescribed him cocaine. Stop. And, I was just joking. And opium. Cocaine and opium for yes. a head injury. So it's the late like, 1800s. Lord have mercy. This is all legal. Like you could legally oh, obtain. Yeah, that's yeah. the craziest part. It was encouraged, honestly. Prescribed multiple, multiple mm-hmm. times. I can't even imagine like people just taking a bump in the middle <laughs> just, of Kroger. Like you're just like, oh, it's what? my medicine. Are you serious? So anyways, oh, it was unknown God. to the people that prescribed and used the drug that it caused paranoia and homicidal thoughts. Ugh. Definitely not something you want to prescribe to a father no. who has a traumatic brain injury, mental illness, depression, and is telling you he wants to murder his little girl. What a nightmare. So one hot Saturday afternoon in August, Frank takes five-year-old Maggie to Rocky Point Amusement Park. They had some fun. They rode some rides and ate dinner at the Shore Diner Hall. After dinner, Frank walked five-year-old Maggie over the hill and down to the seashore. As they reached the end of the bay, Maggie watched the ocean waves, was running and playing, and Frank was looking for a rock. A murder weapon. When he found one, he went up behind five-year-old Maggie and bashed her head in, killing her. Frank immediately admitted to killing his daughter. His trial was quick, and he was acquitted because the jury knew he was insane. Like, he had textbook mental illness, traumatic brain injury. He had been seeing a doctor for years and continually telling him, I'm having these thoughts. I want to harm her. I want to harm myself. Like, I'm fucking depressed. Like, he did everything he was supposed to do to get help. I'm not making excuses. You murdered your kid. But we see this now with Andrea Yates. And, you know, these people who, I'm not talking about the... It's a bit more... Susan Smiths who kill their kids because they're in the way of an affair. Right, right. It's a little more complicated Sometimes. Right. It's just exactly. the way it is. Um, it's, it's not, not an excuse. No. We're not saying it's okay. The Sheffield trial brought the doctor in that he had confided in and put him under a microscope. And people were wondering why he hadn't reported this patient. I have to agree. Why? And what he said, he had no answer. I don't know. He just probably was like, it'll be fine. It's it'll fine. It'll be fine. Take this cocaine and opium. <sighs> Try not to kill your kid. I'll see you in a month. The physician knew that Frank had to fight to subdue the urge to kill his daughter on multiple occasions, but did nothing. The murder made local newspapers, but just as quickly disappeared. She was killed. They had her funeral the next day, and that was that. 
Some people said it was because Rocky Point was becoming a very popular tourist destination and nobody wanted to derail that. Mm. Frank died a few years later in a state hospital. Some think he thought that his daughter represented the loss of his wife and he just couldn't handle it. Cocaine would be outlawed nearly 30 years after little Maggie's murder. That's so long. Way too late to save her, yes. Holy cow. Today, Rocky Point is a state park where there are nature trails, walking trails along the shoreline, the beach, and fishing, and it's dog-friendly, I see. But yes. Wow. Awful. I never do cases that far away, you know, like in the 1800s. That's interesting. That's usually you, but... I haven't done one this season. I know. That's an interesting... Look at me. I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. Horrible. But it just shows you how different things were back then because surely we can only hope if that happened today if if somebody i would hope went to their doctor and was like Mm -hmm. i'm having right well if you're considering killing yourself or harming others you are supposed to be committed right at least for 24 hours so they can do some some kind of hold on you so 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 sad on all accounts that really is oh my gosh out of the gate with a downer. Tell me, tell me your story. Uh, well, for a lighter transition in your intro, you mentioned Manhattan style clam chowder. Uh huh. That surprises me. I just would have thought it would have been New England since it's Rhode Island. I don't know. Hmm. I don't write You're Wikipedia. You're allergic to. <laughs> I don't write Wikipedia, but I prefer New England style clam chowder. I love. All the shellfish. Well, I just can't yeah. eat them anymore. That's Samuel's maternal grandmother's tradition. Christmas Eve, she makes clam chowder. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's their thing. And then there's cookies and eggnog later. It's a whole, it's a whole festive affair. That sounds super fun, though. Yeah, it is. It's kind of random that that's where your murder case was because mine is from there too. Well. Rhode Island's not that big, Lacey. <laughs> it's not. What did we read last time? It takes an hour to drive across? Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's so wild to me. I don't know. That is small. I've never been there. Me either. I want to go. Maybe I'll go and take- Maybe we'll both go. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say maybe I'll bring a dog, but I won't because I'll have to fly there and it's- uh, yeah. I don't do small dogs typically, so- Maybe I'll foster one just for Jesus. a plane ride. No. <laughs> it's going to be my emotional support dog. Speaking oh. of flying, not to – did you see where – I was watching the yes. news last night – where Frontier is now going to charge you $25 oh. to talk to a person. They're doing away with them completely at the airport. No human for Frontier <laughs> at the airports. And then if you want to get one on the phone, they charge your credit card $25 to speak with a human. And fuck you, Frontier. I would Sorry. have gladly paid $100, I don't know, $1,000 to talk to a human. No, because remember, I try to get us in on a flight on our way back from Vegas on Frontier, and the dude was trying to take me for a drink. Do you remember that? Yes. I'm like, sir, I will 100% go on a drink with you if you if you will get us on the flight. And he's like, no dice. What? What a weirdo. It's so funny because I was getting my hair done last week, and my hairdresser was talking about how... After my whole, I told her, of course, the whole, the whole story. story. It's, you know, and she's like, I tell every one of my clients, do not, do not 
Fly Frontier. Mm-mm. No. I literally screamed on TV, fuck you, Frontier. I always do that. I'm like, no, absolutely we you. not. We're glad your merger fell through with Spirit. We don't need oh, two shitty airlines. Absolutely not. I swear. Sorry. Go ahead. Your case. Well, I found an article written by William F. Powers from 1994 called A Leap of Faith that had a really good opening, and it's better than something I could write, so I'm going to just read a snippet of that before I tell you the case. One summer night, four years ago, two nice young men who didn't know each other went out driving not far from here, each in his own car, each with a few friends. Neither expected any momentous events to befall him, for each lived in his own way a quiet, unremarkable life. When they met that night, It was purely by chance, and they barely spoke. But within minutes, one man had killed the other, and both were careening into the annals of crime, tragedy, celebrity, and now folklore. Their story has everything a story could ask for. Impulsive violence, mistaken identity, rage, love, ambition, class resentment, a suicide pact, a mysterious disappearance, and... Just a few weeks ago, the skull of a once beautiful woman turning up in a fisherman's net. What? Yeah. I am hooked. So that was written in 94. Give it to me. So interesting. So on Friday night of August 1st, 1990, a junior executive in his late 20s named Adam Emery was with his accountant wife, Elena. So very white collar couple. They're young, but white collar. His sister-in-law, Maria, and her husband, Ronnie, was with them as well. So Adam and Elena were informally celebrating their two-year anniversary, so they decided to go to Rocky Point in Rhode Island, the same amusement park you were talking about. And it was more than just an amusement park, like you were saying. You could go and eat there if you wanted to. You could go sit out, watch the bay. It wasn't like how some of us – it wasn't just like a Six Flags. It's not Magic Springs. Right. It's it's different. (laughs) It's not Silver Dollar City. (laughs) Maybe more like Santa Monica Pier-esque, if I had to just guess. They went and grabbed some clam bakes and chowder. So they just went to eat, and they were eating it in Adam's 1985 Black Thunderbird. Not clams in a Thunderbird. Uh, Yeah, I know. Like, (laughs) what if someone spills it? (laughs) For real. They had beers, too. Yeah, it was a good time. Some beers, some clams. Some beers. It was a wicked good time. Oh, God. (laughs) While they were finishing up their food in the parking lot, another vehicle in the lot ran into the Thunderbird. Like rammed it? Rammed it, yeah. Bitches. So the rear left side was struck, which damaged the taillight. Well, whoever did this immediately took off. It happened really fast, and two vehicles were leaving the parking lot at the exact same time. So... It could have been either car Uh that hit Adam's car, and he wasn't really sure which one it was. But Elena thought she knew. She was convinced it was the dark red Ford LTD that was the culprit. My mom had a dark red Ford LTD. Oh, boy. So you know exactly what that looks like. I know exactly. It's a boat. Yeah. Well, she encouraged Adam to follow them. So he trailed them. He followed the Ford for about two miles. He was going through a neighborhood nearby, and he was finally able to get the driver to stop. Once the car stopped, Adam got out and grabbed a military knife because Elena suggested it. 
Oh, Jesus. You know it's not good. Yeah. No. When you have road rage and mm, – no. He approached the car and said, allegedly, I just want to talk. You hit my car. But there was a passenger in the other vehicle, the Ford, mm-hmm. named Joshua Post that said Adam shouted, I'm going to kill you. That seems more likely when you're walking out of a car with a knife, I'm just saying. And you've chased him two miles. Yeah. Well, the man driving was obviously freaked out by this, so he put his car in reverse in hopes of backing away. Yeah. Well, didn't work because his car hit a boulder, like one of those big boulders near a driveway. Yes. And it stopped him. (sighs) Around the same time, Lieutenant Kevin Hopkins, who lived just down the street, heard a loud crash. He knew it sounded like a car crash, so he got in his cruiser and drove down to where he heard the sound, and at the same time, he told his wife to call 911. He arrived to a murder scene. He expected a car crash, but he didn't expect a woman to shout, he's been stabbed, he's been stabbed, when he got out of his car. Lieutenant Hopkins walked over to see a man named Jason Bass on the ground, suffering from a stab wound. Adam was nearby drinking a glass of water. He said right away, I did it. Jason wasn't immediately killed. He was taken to Rhode Island Hospital, where he was unfortunately pronounced dead shortly after arriving. The officer said the scene was chaotic and hectic, and the driveway that he ended up backing into belonged to the home of a local prison guard. So that guy went outside before the cops got there. At that point, Adam still had the knife in his hands and he had blood all over him, but he dropped him and said immediately he stabbed the man, so he was telling everyone he did it. So at this point, Adam was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. This case is awful all around, but investigators were able to determine that the vehicle that Jason Bass was driving did not match the markings <gasps> on Adam's car. It wasn't even him. It wasn't even him. Paint chips were analyzed and they did not match. So that other vehicle leaving was likely the culprit. Adam stabbed Jason right in the heart. Oh my God. Yeah. So the murdered driver was 20-year-old Jason Bass. He was a food concession manager at the Rocky Point Amusement Park He was of Mohican and Cherokee descent and grew up in Providence, Rhode Island. He had six siblings and led a happy life. He also had dreams of someday opening up his own restaurant. 20 years old. That is just so so young. young. And he was also probably not only terrified, but so confused that this guy was tailing him. Yeah. Had a knife. He's saying he's going to kill him. He probably thought he was a lunatic. You know what I mean? Like... What is what happening? A crazy person. And to That's think heartbreaking. it is horrible. Well, Adam was released on bail after he spent eight months in jail while his lawyer was negotiating putting money up and property as bail. Three houses were put up for bail. Then he was offered a plea deal in exchange for lesser charges of voluntary manslaughter and a prison term of five to seven years. That's not very That long is not long at for all. For stabbing someone in the heart. But guess what? He refused to accept it. He insisted that the killing was in self-defense. This guy, he chased this guy down. This guy was sitting in his truck 
What in the world? If he would have killed you, I'm just saying it would have been self-defense. Adam had a wealthy, you know, he was a yes. white collar, yes. higher class. He was just, I think, trying to use the, the money aspect of we're going to get good attorneys and get out of this. But it didn't work. He was found guilty of second degree murder on November 10th, 1993. His sentencing date was set for December and he was likely facing up to 20 years in prison. So could have spent around five years in prison, maybe even less, and maybe could have gotten some time served for the eight months, but decided that he didn't want to take that deal. But even still with good behavior, odds are he maybe would serve around eight, Mm -hmm. maybe, which is not freaking long. No. Also, Adam didn't show any remorse during the trial and never offered an apology. What a dick. He and his family, which his family didn't murder anybody, but at the same time, they were basically saying, well, if there were stricter laws on fender benders, this wouldn't have happened because he wouldn't feel like he needed to chase someone down. Oh, my God. Don't make it. It's not about you. You killed somebody's son. Exactly. They're like, it wasn't It wasn't his fault. You're he deflecting. thought it was the guy that hit him. It's no. like They still don't deserve to die. They I know. They fucking like, knocked your tail out out. You don't stab someone through the heart. So until his sentencing date, the judge agreed he could be free on bail. But then he vanished. What? Yeah. The story's wild. He was last seen leaving the courthouse with his wife around 3 p.m. on November 10th. And afterwards, they went to a sporting goods store in Cranston, Rhode Island. There, they purchased socks, sweatsuits, and 80 pounds of wearable exercise weights. It's like the kind you put around your, your ankles and yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your wrists. I know, like I work out. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I have some of those. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've the, seen them as I was looking for chips. And that's what it's like. <laughs> Cut through that aisle. It's like they're going to work out. Yeah. The salesperson later told police that Elena seemed happy and was talkative. But Adam was griping about how much money everything cost. It was around 125 bucks, and he just thought that was way too high. Well, later that day, another witness saw them eating at Burger King. No big deal. No big deal. They seemed calm, and the person that witnessed them didn't notice anything out of the ordinary about their behavior. They were just chatting in a Burger King. They weren't wearing the weights. Right. <laughs> <laughs> around 4.45 that same day, Adam and Elena parked on the Newport Bridge with their green Toyota and were seen walking along the bridge's walkway. Some people reported that they saw the car drive away from the bridge, but regardless, their unoccupied car was found on the Newport Bridge around 7 p.m. that evening. Adam and Elena were nowhere to be seen, and the engine was still warm when the police arrived. On the front seat were Adam's ripped-up credit cards, his wallet, Elena's pocketbook, and white high heels. So since their car was on a bridge, the most basic guess was that they jumped. Oh. But it was a really busy bridge during the daytime, and no one had reported seeing them jump. And for reference, the bridge is about 219 feet above the bay. It's really tall and scary. I wouldn't even get close to it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Suicide notes from both Adam and Elena arrived in the mail a few days later, which is interesting that they were in the mail. They weren't in the car. They weren't on the Burger King 
you know, Whopper Rapper. God, they were male. Sounds fire right now. Sound really good. But the police and just about everyone else, except for their family, thought it was a ruse. They thought it was weird that Adam made such a stink over how much money they spent. They're about to die anyway. Right. And then cut his credit cards up. Exactly. And why would they choose Burger King as their last meal? Because Whoppers are fire. Yeah, but... Unpopular opinion? No, I like a Whopper. I love it. I will go to a Whopper. I even like an Impossible Whopper. I'll eat anything. And then I'll go across the street to McDonald's and get fries, but... Yeah, anyways, they do have better fries. And their ice is better, but oh, where yeah, do these this people, is a true crime podcast. Where do these I'm people sorry. go? <laughs> where are these people? Where are these people? Okay, so they maybe they did choose Burger King as their last meal, but the police did a sonar search of the bay, and they used human detecting dogs, but nothing turned up. At this point, they issued a warrant for Adam's arrest for violating his bail. No body, no mm-hmm. bones, no mm-hmm. nothing. Elena's sister, Maria, thought it was a suicide. She said that Adam could not have lived with being known as a murderer, and their family spent around $15,000 for a further sweep of the 140-foot deep waters. I have a question. Yes. Do you love Sam enough to do a suicide pact with him? No. I don't love anybody enough. (laughs) I'm just... Am I, I a shitty a person? I mean, no. like, I love my kids. No. My kid's, the, no, like, literally zero. the only person that I love to, I'm like, not doing- literal pieces and can't imagine life without. No. 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 It's- There's no Romeo and Juliet no. sitting here at this table, guys. No. <laughs> you gotta be lazy fucked up. We're not killing ourselves for There's anybody. Z- zero. Zero percent not joining chance. that cult either. Nope. No. Not, not putting those Nikes on. I'm We're not out. doing that. Yeah. No. It's, immediate, it's an immediate no. No. I, I will go to Burger King with you. That's the part. And, and drop then you off. We'll go our separate ways. I will not go with you. Well, I'm just going to add a little bit of my input here. She, his, Their family thought... Adam would never have lived with himself, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. But at the yeah. same time, if he showed no remorse. Right. That doesn't make any sense. No apology. I don't know. I'm like, do they really know him as well as they think? That's just my, no. my thought. I, my mind's there too. So yeah, they, they did a sweep of the waters and nothing. They found nothing at all. Well, one of the investigators decided to reexamine the courtroom footage. And he had a hearing impaired woman watch the video. So there was a part where Adam and Elena were talking to each other, and you could see their lips, but you could not hear them. He asked the woman if she could read their lips, and she said she thought Elena said, We're going to do what we originally said you promised me. So it was clear they had some sort of scheme in mind, but no one knew what it was. Well, nine months after the disappearances, A fisherman working in Narragansett Bay found two human leg bones in his net. Mm -hmm. One still had a sock fragment on it, and it was identical to the kind that the Emery's purchased the day they went missing. Also, I wonder why socks? Why they purchased socks and sweats? Maybe to weigh them down? But they had weights. Maybe for extra weight? Maybe the thing in the water would weigh them down? A marine biologist determined that there were no microorganisms on the clothing and bones, which meant that they were not there for nine months, which is suspect. Then a skull was found in a nearby harbor. So the leg bones were female, and the skull matched Elena Emery, 
No trace of Adam has ever been found still. In 2004, Adam was declared legally dead, but there have been multiple potential sightings of him. In 2010, the FBI placed him on their most wanted list. They believe he may have traveled to Florida or Italy, and they also stated they have no reason to believe he is dead. The FBI thinks he's most likely in Italy because he has family there. That's where Elena was from. She immigrated to the U.S. from Italy as a child. And they've also worked with Italian authorities regarding the sightings of him, but still have no answers. In 2019, the FBI said there was a significant chance that Adam would be tracked down within the next five years. So now for a little speculation station. Some have always believed that Adam pushed her off the bridge, (gasps) then escaped. Their families, like I said, thought they were too devoted to each other, and they said they're certain he would have jumped with Elena and that surely his bones will turn up. But it's been about, it's been over 30 years. Well, it's been about 30 years. His bones have never turned up. And I don't know. I, this is just, I have no evidence in this. Obviously, this is just my own opinion. I think he, I think he tried to talk her into they were going to do something to make it look like they jumped. And trick police. I think he told her, we're going to do this and people are going to think we jumped, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, then we're going to go to Italy or wherever. And then when she got there and they were going through the motions, because he probably said, oh, people need to witness us. This is just what I think. People need to witness us doing this so they can say something. Mm -hmm. Well, then they got up there and he pushed her off. Because it's easier for one person to run away than two. And- Start she would have talked. He would start over yep. from scratch. That makes sense. I mean, he – and then he escaped to wherever he was. I mean, yeah, sure, maybe he jumped too. But I'm just like, I don't know. It just seems – if you're going to track someone down and just stab them and then show no remorse and then just blame mm-hmm. it on laws regarding hit and runs, I think – I just don't think the family know, knew him as well as they thought. I don't know. I'm just – I think he was capable of more than they thought he was right maybe not but i mean he still did murder a man anyways so since we recorded our last episode which seems like forever ago i forgot everything i was looking back i'm like whose name have i not listen <laughs> i forgot all of it i'm like how do we record but carissa bought us a couple of cocktails thanks carissa thank you and we enjoyed some last week during our turkey trot Lord. have we even talked we haven't even we talked haven't about even, that we've We've, we've been gone. We've been out. It, we've literally just been off a week, and it feels like six months. It does. So, yeah, we turkey trotted. It was fun. It was interesting. The place we went. Which place? The last place? The last place that I went. You went to another place. Lacey trotted on. <laughs> well, I thought y'all were trotting I became, on, too. I became stagnant. I, we trotted to this one bar, and remember I thought I found my boyfriend there. No. You don't remember that? Were you that drunk? <laughs> no. 
I was at the other side you of the table. You were at the other side of the table. There was a guy there. I was like, oh my God, there's my boyfriend. And then I never talked to him the entire night. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was wondering why you wanted to stay there. I'm like, there's too many bar fights in here. I'm like, Lacey, my boyfriend is here. Like, bar fights. And I missed the bar fights because I was outside. Well, I was at the bar trying to get a drink and it was taking forever. I just wanted a damn Diet Coke. <laughs> just wanted a Diet Coke. And Yancey, our friend, kept bringing me fireball shots. He could have brought me a Diet Coke. Well, he was bringing all the fireball shots. Well, I was up there waiting in line for seriously like 15 minutes, and I was about to be done. Well. Then there was a bar fight, oh, and I yeah. had to go away because I didn't want to be in the middle of it. And then when it was over, I went back up there. Then there was another one, and then Samuel and I are like, okay, we're going to trot on. We'll meet y'all at the next place. And then they left, and then it took me and our friend Yancey 100 minutes to get our tabs. It was packed. Stupid packed. It was – I've Everyone never seen that place. Trotting. And fighting. There was another fight. There were I three bar fights that. there. Yeah. Um. So then we just went back to his house and ordered or – McDonald's. Ordered McDonald's Grubhub and watched Wednesday on Netflix, and I passed out on the couch – with my boots on. It was funny because without I, my boyfriend that I never talked oh my to. God. <laughs> it was funny because after our next place, it was only like, I mean, I say only, it was 1130 when we left and we were going to go to Yancey's house after and meet up with you guys. And Hayden was like, well, let me drive y'all there because we were just going to walk or walk home or whatever. Right. So then he takes the phone for me and he's like, what are y'all doing? What's the vibe? And I'm like, do not come over here. <laughs> Actually, I said, you can come if you want to. Yeah. But the vibe is Grubhub, Netflix, to go to bed. everybody's just okay. hanging out. You can't go from 100 to 25. Well, it was funny because he had took the phone and had the com- and hung up and he goes, I'm taking y'all home. Yes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, they're about to go to bed. They're in their jammies. Yes. They're watching I'm like, Netflix. Like sweats and Netflix and and like McDonald's. He's like, no, you just go to your house. I'm you like, can, oh my god, you okay. can hang out if you want, but don't get over here. And I also know our other friend Jason who who listens to us. I'm like, this is not Jason's vibe. He gets bored. <laughs> well, we were all we all left. Yes. I think, no wait. Where? And I already talked to Jason about this. We talked the next day and I was like, I don't even remember what we were talking about. And, and, you know, Thanksgiving and everything was the next day. That's what it was. And I was like, yeah, Hayden said something about you guys coming over. He's like, what's the vibe? I'm like, Jason would hate it. <laughs> Do not bring him over here. It was we just so funny. so bored. You know, you know, I had to get up early get up the up next early. day and drive. So Lacey's trying to bar hop and she has to get up at like 4 a.m. and drive to 37 <laughs> families Thanksgiving. I'm alive. I got a cold, which doesn't surprise oh, me. God. Go to Thanksgiving dinner and the one person's like, I just got over the flu two days ago. Mm-hmm. Another person, I just got over COVID. I'm sitting diagonal from both of them and I'm like. Oh, my God. And then no. everyone's sick. Everyone's sniffling. And then Friday night, I feel crappy. Mm-mm. I laid on my couch all Thursday. I napped for about four hours. I watched a movie. Can't remember because obviously I slept through most of it. That sounds amazing. And then I went to the Capitol Hotel that night and had a wedge salad and a martini. And that was my Thanksgiving dinner. And then I watched The Family Stone. My favorite Christmas movie, I think. Diane Keaton's in it. All the people are in it. It's so good. 
Claire Danes, Sarah, mm. Jessica Parker, and then I went to sleep. And then I got up Friday and went to Memphis with Max and went to a Nitro Extreme. But you're a car girl. Stunt show. It was super fun. It was cold because it was outside, but it was fun. And then Sunday, we took Max to see the Eagles. That's amazing. That's awesome. It was a good Thanksgiving weekend. I saw no family (laughs) other than my kid. Right. And I saw the Eagles and stunt cars and had a martini and a salad. So there you go. Lacey got a cold from her German-fested family. (laughs) Samuel's German-fested family. Sam's German-fested family. We hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. With your family or without, I spent yeah. mine with all my friends, which are listen my family. I will just say a chosen family, one hundred. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, we, everyone we listening know. knows. We all know. <laughs> everyone there's listening there's knows. Everybody deals with you. It's stressful. I'm like, God. It's very stressful. That's why I don't do it anymore. Oh. Just not. Max goes. It's a lot. It is. Max goes with his dad every Thanksgiving, and a lot of people are always like. You mean you don't have your kid on Thanksgiving? Does that not make you sad? You're alone. You're, you know, like all the things. Almost Jeez. like they're trying to give me a guilt trip. Like, no. oh my God, I would never. But here's the thing. Both of my sisters, one has children who are in their 30s. My younger sister is a nurse who works every mm-hmm. holiday. Yeah. Her daughter is with her dad. Max go. There's no cousins is what I'm trying to say. There's no. There's no. I don't want to say like family because obviously I have a family, but there's no grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no grandparents house that we're running to. There's not that dynamic. mm -hmm. Max's dad's family, on the other hand, has all of that. And when you're a kid, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I loved seeing all my cousins. Exactly. I didn't get to see them very often, and that was my time, and I loved it. Well, Max has a cousin that lives in Dallas, and he's got one that's up Mm -hmm. in Fayetteville. So they will all get together at Thanksgiving, and Clint's mother cooks, Mm -hmm. and the aunts and uncles and cousins. So why would he not (laughs) go? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just... Don't come for me, people. No. And I, I mean. <laughs> Whenever I'm going, oh, I was, I went to the Capitol and drank a martini. No. Like, I wasn't moping. No. My no. kid had the best Thanksgiving ever. No. And some people don't, aren't that into certain holidays. Right. To each their own. I, I have just grown accustomed to, like you said, your chosen family. Mm-hmm. And we do our turkey trot every year. And then Thanksgiving, I'll go to dinner and have drinks. And then. The weekend, we do all the fun things, and it is – whatever your traditional holidays are, that's that's your stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're not right or wrong. You don't yeah. have to be surrounded by 75 people who have nutso political and religious beliefs <laughs> over a shitty turkey for it to be, quote, Thanksgiving. You can have fireball shots and watch a yes. bar fight and then go to a stunt drag show. <laughs> That's so true. That is true. This is America, damn it. Same for Christmas, Halloween, whatever. Exactly. Whatever. Birthday, whatever. Yeah, that's absolutely true. We have some funny stuff. I need to show you this afterwards, but one of our listeners named Hannah emailed us a TikTok. Oh, boy. I think it's her husband or boyfriend going through a doggy door (gasps) at their Airbnb. This guy is six foot three. And 220 pounds, which that's pretty thin, though. He was able to do it, but it's hilarious 
this was she took this a while back when she's like, I had to send this to y'all. I'll have to show it to you. I have a few shirts to mail out soon. And if you're a patron and have not received your stickers yet, please let us know. They're either lost in transit or I just forgot because I'm in a walking brain fog. Either way, DM us or email us at United States of Murder at gmail.com. Track us down and we will send you some goodies. Yes. We've also gotten some new Apple reviews. Thanks, Perf, everyone. Thank you. It's greatly appreciated and helps us out. We love a review. I know it's a pain in the ass, but it really does help. It us really helps for us for whatever yeah. reason. And if you do it, we don't know who leaves them, obviously. So just email us or DM us, and we'll send you a sticker because thank you. Yeah, because thank you. <laughs> because thank you. I'm getting over my cold. My look. I've been in meetings all day and had no food, so I'm a little tip tip. Huh. Good times. Good times. Where are we next week? Vermont. So we're just Vermont going heading north. Not far away. Not far away. Where I mean, it probably takes you five minutes to get over to- there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're going to be like, God damn it. Let's see. It doesn't. Now you're going to get us hate mail. No, I would. Okay. If I had to guess from Rhode Island to Vermont, I'm just going to guess. I'm going to Google this. I would say it takes an Hour and 45 minutes. Four hours and 40 minutes. Shoot. Damn. Don't ever go on a road trip with Lacey. No, she okay. She will fucking lie. She'll be like, it's just right over here. I'm looking at our map, Seven hours which is later. very inaccurate. Yeah. 268 miles. Is Massachusetts that big? 268 miles from Rhode Island to Vermont. Wait, which part of Vermont? It just says Vermont. Okay, so mysterious Vermont. 200 miles. Hmm. You're so wrong. Man. Don't go. Well, what would you think based on that map? I don't even think Rhode Island's on this map. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, where is it? Yeah. Damn you, Pottery Barn kids. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't draw this. It's just Pottery Barn kids let a kid draw it for for their branding. For real. Next time, we're we're just going to have to get a real map here for accuracy and then keep that for looks. Anyway. Good. We've digressed. We're coming to Vermont. Vermont. Goodbye. Bye.